This episode is all about the recent news regarding George Floyd. We thought it was important to stand up to talk about the issues raised, because being silent about the violence and racism black people experience is being complicit. We want our audience to know that we stand in solidarity today and every day with the black community, because black lives matter, and this story matters. Hello and welcome back to the Three Pixels podcast. I am here with co-hosts Martin and Dalvi. How are you? Well, thank you. How are you? I am doing well. Martin? Uh, yeah, I'm okay. Feeling pretty good at the moment. Good. This episode tonally may be a little bit different to what you're used to, but we feel it's important to talk about it and to share with you some information and thoughts from the three pixels. You've all probably heard the news. George Floyd, 46, died May 25th in the city he moved to for a better life. His last moments caught on video. While being arrested, Floyd was held down by a Minneapolis police officer's knee. The video shows Floyd pleading that he is in pain and can't breathe. Then, his eyes shut and the police stop. He was pronounced dead shortly after. The news broke and shocked the world. Protests have been happening across the globe in cities all over, showing that even during these coronavirus times, a cause can be so strong and so important that people are willing to risk their health to be heard and to share an important message. Black Lives Matter. I think it is both heartbreaking and also important to remember that George Floyd is only the most recent in a long, long line of victims to police brutality, especially in America, where our police officers are heavily armed and we have a massive issue with racism toward people of color, specifically. This isn't the first time that we've seen a movement like this, but it feels like this movement hits harder and stronger during a time like this, where going out at all is seen as a statement. You're quite right. There was a another Black Lives Matter movement here back in 2014, so six years ago, and that gained a lot of traction and a lot of people rallied towards that cause, but after a while, other other events in, in life took over and other situations happened and it felt like that movement slowly petered out. And six years later on, we're still having the same talk that we were having six years ago, the same talk we're having back in the 60s to 50s, the same uh, talks we're having from from the uh the 1800s as well especially in america with the civil war that's going on there about uh slavery and racism and i just want to know where does it end where does it stop where where do we all 
rise as one race, a human race, and say racism is not okay. Everyone is equal. When does that happen? I've seen a very interesting movement start up, and maybe it's because I'm part of some far-left social circles on my Facebook because of people from my university. Um, but there are quite a few people I have seen who are calling for an answer to this brutality and are calling for justice as a shift away from having police and funding police at all and shifting toward using funding that normally goes to police to put it towards other community assets such as social workers and community support centers. And I've also seen something that's been very interesting about these massive protests in the response from companies. Usually companies are afraid to take a stance because they're afraid to alienate any customers. But instead, right now we're seeing so many of them posting about Black Lives Matter and posting about George Floyd and this horrible moment in time and really taking a stance and even postponing their own events, broadcasts, um, to not take away from the conversation that's happening right now. The support has been pretty amazing to see from so many different realms and groups and companies and it really is seemingly to hit all corners and the amount of people rallying around is is special in its own way and hopefully will mean that a bigger response is or change is seen in response to this I think so. We're already seeing some changes. For a long time, people have protested and asked for, for example, Confederate statues to be taken down. And there's been a massive pushback for so long that they've stayed up. But just recently, some cities have finally been taking them down pretty quietly in the middle of the night in some cases yes removing them as images that they want to associate themselves with definitely yeah i was very surprised when i saw those taken down i felt like those are the things that would be guarded like a lot of history is you know oh that was back then things are different now mm -hmm. but i think hopefully people are realizing that things aren't that different they just look different they don't, they mean the same when you cut it down to the core, you know, it still means inequality. It still means a lack of choice just because you look a certain way or from a certain background. 
the choices may be different. Things may visually look different, but there still is a sense of power and a sense of entitlement mm -hmm. that exists. And I think that that will continue um, with every advance that we make. There's always an equal and opposite reaction. Of course. Um, Things don't change overnight. Especially in American history, it feels like every two steps forward is one step back in terms of social progress. From the conversations that I've had, it feels like progressives are on one side and conservatives are on the complete opposite. And there's so much hatred and contempt going each way right now. Some people will abuse the situation for their own good. People see an opportunity to make money or push a certain side agenda or put themselves in a different position that, that's beneficial to them later on, um, you know, both politically, corporate, corporately, and, and so, like, so on. The important thing is that it's being talked about. It won't change what has happened, but hopefully it will put the public eye on future scenarios. It's one thing to talk about it, and it's another to act upon it. I'm not going to say, I'm not going to say tomorrow we're going to wake up and everyone is going to be viewed in an equal manner of light. It's probably not going to happen, unfortunately. But what we can start doing as a collective is point out where equality or where something is unjust and actually have uh, the voice to say, that's not right, or that to me should not happen, especially in today's age. And I think if we can go from this point that we're at now to the point I've just explained, I think we can slowly put this injustice uh, behind us, but also as a constant reminder that this still does exist, where we can, we can come together and say, you know what, this isn't right. And people who have felt afraid or terrified of actions going upon them can actually now stand up and say how they feel about a situation if they feel it's unjust or if they know it's unjust. Many years ago, protests only would have really happened on the streets like you see in the news today. However, with the rise in popularity in social media came also the rise in popularity of protests online. Daviana investigates. Modern protests and social movements have been inspired by hashtags on Twitter and Instagram, expressing the power of social media in our 21st century lives. In an article about the power of hashtags for marketing, Forbes wrote, Hashtags are universal. Anyone on the social network can view it, click it, and explore. Hashtags create engagement. Anyone who clicks a hashtag trail can see your hashtag, your profile, you. Your influence extends outside the boundaries of your own followers. Tweets with hashtags get two times more clicks, retweets, favorites, and replies than tweets 
without hashtags. This makes them a powerful tool for social justice. The Me Too or Hashtag Me Too movement is a movement against sexual harassment and sexual abuse where people publicize their allegations of sex crimes committed by powerful and or prominent men. It was initially used in this context on social media back in 2006 on MySpace by sexual harassment survivor and activist Tarana Burke. In 2013, the movement Black Lives Matter began with the use of hashtag Black Lives Matter on social media after the acquittal of George Zimmerman in the shooting and death of black teen Trayvon Martin in February 2012. There have been many reactions to the Black Lives Matter movement. The U.S. population's perception of hashtag Black Lives Matter is shown to be influenced by race. And the reach of hashtag Black Lives Matter extends far, even into presidential elections. In 2015, Bernie Sanders defended Black Lives Matter in a presidential debate. Black Lives Matter and hashtag Black Lives Matter continues to be a common phrase for protest and discussion. Hashtags on social media platforms are being used as tools to create a place for discussion in an open forum. It's a way for the average person to interact directly with a massive audience, including people who have more power than we do, like politicians. No matter the discussion, whether it be about marketing a product or social justice, hashtags have become a way for social media and, more broadly, the internet to affect our daily lives in big ways. It's up to us to decide whether we use hashtags to create positive or negative change. Our thoughts and hearts go out to George and his family, and of course to anyone who has to suffer through something like this on either side, whether it's direct or indirect. No one should have to go through this. No one should have to feel like this. No one should have to be worried about stepping out into the world. And we hope that nothing like this will ever happen again. This episode of the Three Pixels podcast was written and produced by Darviana Ridley, edited by Ben Ridley, and you heard the wonderful vocal talent that is Martin Gregory. Thank you for listening. Check out the show notes for more information, and we'll see you on the next episode. Mm-hmm.